This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'll be talking about three reasons your joints pop. And I'm going to be discussing an article I found on running with mask. All right. And after that, we'll pop up in a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, Brie, you got an article. I love articles. I'm a bit of an article nerd. What is so? Tell me what you got. So this one is actually from a couple of different places. So one is off of CNN. Another one is off of Newsweek.com. There's another one off of Independent.co.uk. So apparently, apparently, there's a doctor from. Um, I think it was England. Let me pull it back up real quick. Yeah, there was a doctor from England that he's an ICU doctor. He got sick and tired of people saying that their oxygen levels die down while they're just sitting down with masks on. So he set out to prove them wrong. So he ran a total of 22 miles with wearing an oximeter with his mask and said that his oxygen saturation stayed at 98%. So apparently he ran, I think, eight miles to work, went to work, and then after work, put the mask back on, put the oximeter back on. So that did not decrease at all. Eight he miles to work, eight miles back. It must be a pretty good shit. Yeah, that was my point. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, that's the first thing I thought. Um, Annie, who is the secretary at Synergy, she was like, hey, can you what do you think of this today? And I said, oh, that's a perfect topic for me to discuss on our podcast. Um, I don't know how true that is. I will, I'm going to actually attempt it, and I'm going to record it and put it on our IG feed. When you see me running, please do not be judgmental because I am not a runner. <laughs> but I just, to me, yes, if you can run 22 miles in general, you are in insane shape and your body is conditioned to run. So someone like me that can barely run a mile, I just can't foresee your oxygen saturations not dropping because I feel like mine drop without a mask and I can't see something being covered on my face in a secure location for it not to drop. Um, like I said, he did say he wore a three-ply mask, not an N95. But the N95, I highly doubt that your oxygen, oxygen saturation would not drop without with, during running. I feel like mine drops when I'm running because I get numbness, like tingling in my hands and stuff. And that could be from lack of oxygen and dehydration, loss of water stuff. But I just don't, for him, I believe it. I believe it is doable. I think it is credible. But for the average person, a normal American that is not a runner, I don't feel like this is true. So well, I will be doing my own study and I will use our results. Yes, definitely report back to us. This kind of works, you know, it's not a perfect study by any means. It's a very anecdotal study, but because um, it kind of talk about two things, what happens to your oxygen saturation in response to exercise and what happens to your oxygen saturation when you have a mask on your face that's you know, theoretically trapping CO2, I guess that's the argument for against oh, the mask, the right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which to me does seem a little bit ridiculous. People are freaking out about it. It's like, well, I mean, surgeons wear them, you know, all day, <laughs> every day, basically. And 
they're not dropping like flies. I've had to sit through surgeries. I did a lot of observations as a student. It wasn't like I came out of there with like a headache or anything. Um, so I think that whole argument's uh, you know over embellished. And I have friends who are, are in hospitals as nurses and they wear masks all day and their complaint is just like, you know, like gives them acne. <laughs> That's their complaint. Do they wear masks all day? Honestly, do they wear masks all day? Well, I'm sure they get you know, in between patients, I'm sure they like take when it you're off. In surgery, yes. Yes. Get breaks, so. And like different surgeries, like no doctor is going to perform a 12 hour surgery and then decide to perform another 12 hour surgery after that. You have breaks in between. I think that's people's points. Like when you're conditioned to wear something, your body adapts and it adjusts. Do I think that you're going to have like CO2 poisoning? No, not from these masks because First of all, they don't fit that well, and to begin with, when I put my mask on, there's like air at the bottom. Like, like I just, yeah. I was like that. I think people are just being dramatic, which I know all about dramatics. But like the N95s are supposed to fit your face a lot, right. like snugger, smoother, so that way air cannot be released and air should not be able to come in and they test you with the N95s to make sure the mask actually fits your size face and mouth. Because if it doesn't, that means it's not working appropriately and you should not wear it. Yeah, but you know, it's better than nothing. I guess that's the idea, right? I mean, if you- I think that's the idea, it's better it's than like nothing. It's coughing and sneezing into your hands or into the, you know, your elbow pit. It's, it's better than nothing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's gonna block some of the droplets. Save somebody. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, just be a decent person. Don't just like sneeze in someone's face. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's nasty. just, yeah, it's just ridiculous how upset people get about the, the mask. I mean, I mean, who's wearing a mask all day? You know, I mean, you walk into a restaurant, you wear it for a few seconds, you take it off. I mean, it does seem a little weird and inconsistent, but I don't see the, why it's just I feel like that's ridiculous, but yeah. I'm like, yeah. it is whatever. Cause I'm like, okay, I walk two feet two feet and you sit me down and now i can take my mask off you've yeah, already messed up my makeup you've already messed up my lipstick like this is just ridiculous like now i don't even put lipstick on until we sit down at the table yeah yeah i mean I, I just think no one knows what to do with this whole thing and but to me i don't it's an inconvenience so what it's not a big deal so anyways i'll be interested to see what happens i do so going back to what i was saying about o2 um you know, oxygen saturation response to exercise. Well, I've seen a lot of people with COPD who, you know, they tend to bottom out real fast. What I've always noticed, and I don't know if you can chime in on this, um, is that a mild amount of exercise actually increases their oxygen saturation. And I think that has to do with the fact that you're, they're just breathing deeper um, and getting sort of the dead air out of their lungs and allowing for new air to come in. But then when you really push them harder, that's when the O2 starts to drop again. Um, so that's just what I see sort of on a consistent basis. Uh, to me, it's probably like a normal response to oxygen saturation. I'm not sure, but I feel like, I still think a lot of it is people are just dramatic and they just don't want to find an excuse to not do something. And so that was the easiest excuse ever. Do I feel like you should have something covering your face at all times? No, because you need oxygen, you need viruses. That's how you build your immune system. If this was only for a couple of hours, it's not that big of a deal. You're not going to do, nothing's going to happen in a couple of hours. Yeah. But for people to stay in the house for months 
And then when they leave the house and put a mask on, and then they go back to the house, and that means they have, they're decreasing their exposure to different viruses and yep. like colds out there. Um, that's when I have a problem with it. I don't get, I, I see people driving around by themselves, like with a mask on in the car. Like, with the mask on. Yeah, I don't get that at with all. With the mask on. <laughs> because they don't know any better. Yeah. They're just wearing a mask like they've been told. Yeah, I guess you're right. Or they're wearing a mask to their mailbox or something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, all right. I think we kind of beat that dead horse. <laughs> so what's going on in the rehab corner? In the rehab corner, I'm just answering a question that I get. It's more of a complaint that I hear often. It's like, why does my knee pop? Why does my shoulder pop? Um, or my back when I roll over in bed, right? Super common. I'm sure you've heard that a lot too. Like, why does it do that? And people seem very uh, concerned about it. <laughs> so... And I always say, you know, the, the, the body makes, it's, it's a machine, it's a mechanic, you know, it's, we're sort of a wet machine and things gliding over each other. Uh, things are bound to make sounds, especially as we get older, like, you know, just like a door, as it gets older, the joints creak a little bit. Humans are not much different. So um, to me, it's not really a big deal unless it's painful, right? So there's three, in my mind, three main reasons that uh, joints make sounds or your body makes sounds. One, you got tendons. Uh, tendon is just the end of a muscle. So it's the interface between the bone and uh, muscles, the attachment. So it's technically just the end of the muscle. Uh, sometimes you have tendons rolling over things, rolling over bony points, bony prominences, uh, or rolling over other tendons, or maybe rolling over an inflamed bursa or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so like I think of, the rotator cuff, which is four small tendons all sitting right next to each other. And when you rotate your shoulder, you get one tendon rolling over another and sometimes it produces kind of snapping sound. Or you get a snapping hip syndrome where you have a tight hip flexor rolling over the, the bone of your pelvis and that tends to snap over it back and forth. Uh, so that's one main reason, so tendons. Number two, I would say arthritis. So when you have the wearing away of cartilage it gets more sort of bone-to-bone -bone, uh, grinding. Um, that's probably a big one as we age. My neck is kind of grindy when I look side to side. I'm assuming I have some arthritis in my neck. Um, it's kind of it, like I felt it. Like I've, I've uh, moved a arthritic shoulder before. It just feels like rust, like a rusty metal plate rolling on another rusty metal plate. And then um, the other one, the big one is is cavitation, so the gas bubble thing, right? So that's basically what chiropractic is, you know, popping the gas bubble, that's the idea. So what I learned in grad school is when you take a joint past its end range of motion quickly, there's a little gas bubble that exists in there and you're popping it and you have a sudden increase in uh, range of motion. And that's what they call cavitation. But a paper came out in 2015 that found just the opposite. So they did a real-time MRI and they did like just knuckles. They just like pulled someone's knuckle apart. And what they found is that as you traction the joint or pull, separate the joint a little bit, through negative pressure, you pull out dissolved gases that are sitting inside sort of the solution that's inside the joint and a gas bubble forms as, as opposed to collapsing. Which I found super interesting, and that and that snapping into existence is what makes the sound. So, um, which begs the question: Is that good so that or bad? Clicking is a gas. 
gas, this is what this recent paper found is we, we used to think it was a popping of a gas bubble when you get like a, a chiropractic adjustment or physical therapy manipulation. We thought we were popping a gas bubble, but now it's looking like we're actually forming a gas bubble. So, <laughs> which kind of like disrupts the whole idea of the benefit of it, right? The idea is to initially yeah. get rid of that gas, gas bubble so you have a sudden increase in space. Well, now, now we're forming a gas bubble. So is that good? <clears throat> Maybe it's uh, creating some sort of stability inside the joint. So uh, there's a lot of questions to be asked about this paper. Um, I feel like I'm sure there's has more to research that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, always has to be more research. But um, it's just a very interesting paper and I, I can't wait to see what, what comes out of it. Um, yeah, because I do that gonna... clicking all the time in my knees. Like when I'm exercising, mm -hmm. I'll hear it go click, click, click. And then I'm like, oh, I can't do anymore. I feel like I'm about to break something. Yeah, so that, that one kind of goes to the tendon. Well, the knee is a little bit of a specific thing. So sometimes you get imbalances in the knee and sort of a bad position of the knee. Like, uh, like if your knees cave in at all, you squat or lunge. Sometimes the patella or the kneecap slides slightly out of the joint space and slides back into the joint space and you get that clicking. So when it comes I can to see that. Yeah, when it comes to that, I, you know, again, go back to the rule, does it hurt? No, it's probably not a big deal. If it does hurt, you gotta modify something. But if you're doing like something- it clicks. If it's clicking, it's just bad. No, I wouldn't say that. But if you can reproduce- yeah, people are definitely perturbed by it. People get freaked out by it, you know, because, you know, you're born, you're like, you're young, you're perfect, nothing makes sound, and as we age, things start to make sound, and people freak out, because it's really an indication that we're just getting older, right? So, but if you are doing, say, like a shoulder raise, or you're doing a lunge or a squat, and every single time it's making a popping sound, I'm going to try to modify it to see if we can reduce it or make it less consistent. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't fret about joints making sounds, and you shouldn't either, unless it's painful. <laughs> unless it's painful. Yeah. So that's that's what I got for you. Well, that's neat. So we have two things we need to research a little bit more: you and your air bubbles, because you're full of hot air, and me and my oxygen levels. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not about to go do like a randomized control trial on gas bubbles. I'll let the, the experts do that. Um, there was, I will mention, a 2018 paper came out that was sort of refuting the, the 2015 paper. So it's definitely controversial. We don't know. It's the, you know, that's the, the bottom line. Um, and we do know that cracking the joints kind of feels nice. So why? That's mm -hmm. kind of what I want to know. I have already started, but I said, would you like to join me in popping a bottle? Let's do it, why not? All right. Okay, Bree, what are you drinking this evening? Tonight, we are, which let me guys, let me tell you, we have a special guest tonight. We hadn't had one in a long time. Um, it is my fiance. Drum roll, please, which everybody already knows. His name is Michael Stevens, so he's going to join us with Poppin' Bottles tonight. Michael, say hey. Hey, guys. What's up, Mikey? So fortunate to be on. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Um, so fortunate to be on this podcast. Uh, 
big follower. Follow you, you know, make sure you guys follow them on Instagram and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And um, definitely very fortunate to be on this podcast. And we uh, are excited to have Michael on. It's his first time. He's a little nervous. So just relax. <laughs> We're going to drink some wine. So this week we are drinking a wine called Abstract. It's from Orin, Orwin Wells. Um, he also um, is the creator of Eight Years in the Desert. He used to have ownership of Prisoner, but then he sold it. But this wine, this is my first time having it tonight. It is amazing. It's so good. It's a red. Um, we got it while we were in Captiva, and I brought it home because I was like, I've never seen a display like this before, but it's really good. Let me see. I'm going to have a sip right now. And you guys are fancy. Can I come over and drink it with you? <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> oh, I'm... this is like more like a kind of pinoe too. It's not a heavy. It's not heavy, but okay. it's not really light. It's like in the middle of heavy and light. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a Carolina Cabernet. Uh, it's from Chile, and it is mediocre. It's a little acidic for my taste. Of course, I just opened it up. Oh. It might be just a little bit tight. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Whatever. Well, ours is amazing, so you should be jealous. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll just jump my car and come on over. I know. Just pack your stuff up. So what, what's on your mind this week, Bree? So tonight, tonight, we um, just finished dinner with his brother and um, his sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about just life in general and how, like, I feel like we've been so busy, but not really. We're just, like, trying to plan the wedding. And we're waiting for people to send back their RSVPs. I'm yes. like, yep. it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm the type of person that, like, when I get, like, invited to a wedding, I legit put the RSVP back within that week they have to get the invitation sad thing is people wait till the last minute and it just kind of fucks up the flow you know so did, like did we're you get, here. i've only like we invited like 137 people no what? you didn't get y'all's back y'all are one of those people no uh, no, no. i am one of those people my wife is not so uh something is amiss i'll have to find out because she is like I you think, she's she probably, probably just like we're coming you know we're coming because you the babies and the um, wedding party. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you need my RSVP? Does that like uh, help you help you with your books? Issues. I would like to have them back. Okay. I'll find out where it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on on your end? Oh, not much. You said that you feel like you're busy in a weird way. I feel like that too. Like I am not as busy work-wise but i'm somehow more busy like i feel like my life is on zoom now uh i feel like everybody is on zoom i feel like zoom must be a very happy company right now uh i have this theory i found my brother and a friend of mine about um how i think there's going to be like this mass migration out of cities because of zoom and and, and all and everything that's going yep. on yeah, you think so too mike yeah is it already yeah, happening um Hundred percent. Yeah. So that's a prime example in New York City. Um, a lot of the people in the top one percent, and a lot of people. Um, no, I'm just saying how, how it is that a lot of people are moving down to Florida now because um, the crime rates in New York uh, and murders and crime rates have gone up twenty two percent 
So a lot of people, you do see this exodus of people moving down to, to other different states, not just because of that, but also, you know, the cost of living as well. So those are two contributing factors, I right. think. So Not just like New York, but Connecticut, New Jersey, you know, the whole nine yards. Well, I'm not even talking about state to state, but I'm talking about city to burbs. Because, you know, basically I think all these corporations are like, oh, wait a minute, we can do what we normally do via Zoom. So why have this overhead, why you know, have aka the why have an office, right? Like, sorry? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, these companies are saving so much money on commercial real estate. Why, you know, why do they need the commercial real estate, you know, if they can have their employees work from home? You know, I get that. But also, too, a lot of people are also moving down to different states to, you know, save money on, you know, not paying any state income tax. And, you know, I feel like that's just Florida, though. But you go to Boca Raton, yeah. you know, it's like that's uh, Florida. Well, New York, you know, it's like I just feel like because I was like any other state, you still have to pay state income tax. I just well, feel like states, like, like the big cities, like COVID one, scared them completely. Like with the whole how fast the virus spread, and so they don't want to be in congestion anymore, and so that's another reason why they're leaving. And then plus crime, and plus like different like little other things it's just like a reason to go to the suburbs like why would you stay in the city right i mean the, the reason to be in a city is the proximity to your occupation right well if that's going away and you know there's going to be some services that are a little more hands-on you kind of have to be there but there's a large sector that just does not need it you don't have to be present for so so the reason to live in a city is proximity to work and then excitement right so some people will probably stay in cities for the excitement and restaurants and variety and stuff but a large a, chunk of people will probably be like why i'm here because i need to be close to work well i can work at home why not save a bunch of money and buy a house with a pool or whatever instead of being trapped in a tiny little apartment uh and so i think a, a giant chunk of people are just gonna move out of cities and then then what happens then the cities, <laughs> cities are gonna probably have a rough time after that they probably will i was reading something today that they said the effects like it's a butterfly effect the effects of COVID-19, we're not going to realize how bad it hurt us until mm -hmm. three to five years later. Right. And yeah, I mean, so I was gonna, like, I can see that for real. What's going to happen with all this commercial real estate? I mean, malls have been closing already for years before any of this happens. Restaurants are going out, a lot of restaurants are going out of business. A lot of stuff in cities are going to go out of business. I mean, not out of business, but just close their, their actual shop and the crazy thing is i don't i don't foresee it happening because like people when we were in quarantine after that quarantine was lifted people were like get me out of the house malls i kind of see yes people don't like a lot of people do shop online i feel like there will be some stores like retail stores to stay open but like restaurants I don't think they'll ever completely close, close because no, people so like either. to go out to eat. Social, they the like to be. They like yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah, I, I, hundred percent agree. Yeah. But like a mall, like I, I don't know when the last time I went to a mall. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't that. tell you. Now a TJ Maxx and a Marshalls. Yes, because with home goods and stuff like that, I'm not going to buy a couch unless I sit on it lay on it, do all this stuff. But clothes is so easy now that you can try them on and just ship them right back. Like the like clothing store situation will have, it will be hit hard. Yeah. 
yeah, it's gonna be crazy to see what happens. I mean, I, so you, you put all that stuff we're talking about together, and I, I think places where like where we live now, like Naples, is gonna be hit with an influx, which would be great for our property value. But I think we're gonna we already get that that you know times three influx in season. But if you you know multiply that with like people migrating out of cities and people fleeing um, sort of tax situations, uh, I mean I think Florida is just going to blossom unless we I'm keep getting, unless we keep getting pounded by hurricanes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean we we're going to always keep getting pounded by hurricanes and they're probably going to get worse. Yeah. The change in global warming, you'll definitely see uh, more intense uh, hurricanes. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So what else is up, Chris? Besides our wedding, where Michael really doesn't even know what's going on. Like he's just, I told him to focus on his portion, the tuxedos, getting the guy. Yeah, Mike, Mike, all you got to do I is. I pretty much am handling everything else. Yeah, all you got to do is just keep asking her, what do you need? And make sure she's happy and try not to argue with her. And when she argues with you, just tell her she's right. And things will go smooth. I'm not saying that's what I did, but if you want to learn from my mistakes, to do those things. It's happy life. Uh-huh. 100%. It's, yeah, yeah. I, think that, I think at the end of the day, you're, you're 100%, right? You know, I think like every couple, everyone has a little bit of their differences, but at the end of the day. But Michael's right like, I'm still right. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. There's some things I'm not right. Absolutely, I agree with that. And there's some things you're not right. It, it is what it is. Everyone has. I to am always right. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. So. The 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 work up towards the wedding, I feel like, is training grounds for the actual wedding or married life. So, pay attention. Make your woman happy. <laughs> yes. Make your woman happy. Yes. Swallow your pride. <laughs> And, let um, it be let it be and that's what i was like i'm gonna start playing that song let it be let it be calm down michael i'm right just give it to me michael's like nope this is why we drink wine makes me calm down and makes me go to sleep so it kind of works <laughs> well and i mean that's why i have like boys night right? you, you know, just, like, kind of rumble yeah, about. yeah i gotta plan it out i'll been crazy so probably next month we'll do it we'll do something we'll have a good time and uh, yeah. kind of go from there there's some really cool uh there's a, a new bar that opened up in downtown naples it's called sidebar and uh, it's supposed to be really good i don't know with covid now i don't know if they're still open but i can definitely google see what's going on and um it looks really nice so, so for those of you we live in naples florida if you're a new listener um, the average age is 85 so and that's michael <laughs> says that all the time but Naples, florida um is the west coast of florida um on the gulf side and we have a lot of cool really cute restaurants down here so he was saying this new restaurant or i, I don't know if it's new or not but it's called sidebar open so, up this year it opened up this year and then covid hit so that sucks for them yeah um very up upscale looks nice really good uh, happy hour drinks downtown naples definitely check and it we out. should add that chris the best spots for happy hour like where we're gonna go each week yeah. i think that's a cool little segment Ooh, we can i like that too. yeah i like that i like it we just came up with something new friends new segments yeah 
All right, so, speaking of segments, let's go ahead and grill me on your uh, your questions. Well, so how are we gonna, how are we gonna run this segment or my at least favorite segment? So are you gonna quiz us I'm both and then um, are, we, are we gonna turn into a contest? Oh, we can do a contest. No, let's just do the questions. All right, it's all right. Um, common sense questions. Are you smarter than a physical therapist or a nurse practitioner? So the first question that I'm gonna ask. And this is for you and Michael. So, Michael, you can answer it, too. Um, oh, hang on real quick. Let me pull the question up. All right. So, I thought this one was really cute. Okay. The peacock is a bird that does not lay eggs. How do they get baby peacocks? Say it again. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. I mean... <laughs> Intro to biology did not work out for me, so. The stork delivers them, right? Guess what? The oh, peacock. Hold on. Hold on. I want to I guess. guess. They get. Oh. Huh? So it, they, they don't produce eggs? I'll read the question again. Yeah, because it phased out. The, pe the peacock is a bird that does not lay eggs. How do they get baby peacocks? Oh, I feel like this is one of those like wording kind of trick questions. The peacock yes. is a bird that does not lay eggs. Yes. It's probably something stupid like it doesn't lay them, but it produces them. I don't know. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Am I close? Uh, yes, kind of. Not lay eggs. Does it bury eggs? They ain't got nothing to do with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Time's up. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Pe peacocks cannot lay eggs, but a peahen can. The ah. peahen lays eggs and gets baby peacocks. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So a peacock so is peacocks, oh, okay. That's like a good, because a lot of people don't understand that peacocks cannot be female. Peacocks are only male. So you see a peacock with the beautiful feathers and colors. It's a boy. It's always a boy. Peahens are ugly. They are. They don't have the feathers. They don't have the colors or anything like that. You learned something new that. today. There you go. See, see? it's like the, root, the roosters and chickens and bulls and cows. Hey. Oh, that was the next question. Okay, go go. I a roost. You ready? A yeah. rooster laid an egg on the top of the barn. Which way did it roll? Michael? Which way did it roll? Yeah, uh, the egg. Which way did the egg roll? If the rooster the laid an egg on top of a barn, which way did the egg roll? A cock a right a right. I don't know. Like, fuck, I have no <laughs> a cock a right a right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Oh my gosh! Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> okay, a rooster laid an egg on the what? The roof. Oh God! Uh, down? <laughs> I don't know. It rolled down. That's, he's right. Oh shit! No, that's not right. <laughs> what, what's the answer? <laughs> he knows. It didn't roll. Since when did roosters start laying eggs? 
Well, I thought maybe like put it up there with the nope. beak or its little nope. claws. No. Nope. Okay, so it didn't. Roosters so, are boys. Oh, okay. I don't like that. Oh shit! I didn't even <laughs> know that. Wow. Yep. Learned something new. Oh my gosh. Okay. Next question. How can a man go eight days without sleep? Think about it before you answer. Oh, I got it. We'll start. Wait, Michael, do you have it? Chris, you go first. We'll start with you, Chris. Okay, don't take a nap. Okay, Michael, what's yours? I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, uh, I don't know if you're in like active combat in the military. You're thinking too hard. These are like these are like okay. So let me um, preface it with or preface it with um, these are like common sense questions. Like most people know the answer, but a lot of people like ourselves we think too hard on the question. So the answer to this question is, oh, the question is, how can a man go eight days without sleep? Answer. By sleeping during the night. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, don't take a nap. So if, if you take a nap, you're sleeping during the day. Yeah, so don't sleep. You just sleep at night. Uh, yeah. See? <laughs> well, these are simple questions. Yeah, I thought these questions are like... No, they're like common sense questions. Yeah, here's the last one. Good work. If... There are six apples, and you take four away. How many do you have? Oh, we did this one last week, didn't we? Oh, did we? Wait, sorry. Let's let's Mike. Let's let Mike do this one. No, no, let let Mike do it. Say the question again. Listen to the question. If there are six apples, and you take four away, how many do you have? Oh, I have four. Ding, ding, ding. It's a trick question. You must yeah. listen to the last week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, He's like, um, okay, last one, last one. How far can you walk into the woods? That's it? How far can you walk into the woods? Yeah, this one's kind of stupid, but um, this is like so stupid. One step. It's not stupid. It's common sense. It's trying to make you like use that brain cells that God gave you. It, yeah. Did I get it? One step. No. Two steps. No, it's not a number. Oh, so I feel like once you're in them, you can't go. You can't go. Keep going into them. You know what I mean? You you're on the right path, Chris. All right. Michael, have you given up? Like you gotta go like to a distance. Like there's not like five hundred feet. It's nothing like that. It's not like a number. Half of a distance. Yes, you got it right. What do you say? I didn't hear it. I know he shocked himself. Like yes. half of a distance. I don't know. So the answer is how far can you walk into the woods? Halfway. After that, you are walking out of the woods. Oh. 
See? All right. Yeah. Well, there you nice. go. Nice. Merch. So. All right. Well, I, I got I got a question for you guys. This oh, one's not. This is not necessarily a common sense one. It's kind of a, a factoid thing. I found interesting. What is the difference between a road and a street? What's the difference between a road and a street? What is the difference between a road and a street? Well, we're going to go over all of this. Roads, streets, avenues, boulevards. So what's, what is a road? What's the differentiation? Because there's actually de like definitions for them. And I'll say the, the definition oh. kind of loosely followed, but there is, a, there is a rhyme and reason behind it. You don't have houses on roads? No, that's not right. Difference. Does <laughs> <laughs> have to do with the difference between commercial and residential properties? I don't know. I mean, you know, like like you said, you go on a road, like you'll see commercial properties. The streets more residential. And you just told me I was wrong. <laughs> it's uh, not quite that. So, a road is meant to link a uh, town and a city. A road links a town. And a yep. city and a First, street links is, is neighborhoods city, to, to commercial is within a to city. towns is within a city. So street is within, within a, city. a city. Yeah. Now a again, these are, oh, okay. I can see that. But again, yeah. then what's very, a block? So oh, a block? What the, I'm not going over blocks. All right. Well, so what's an avenue? <laughs> an avenue is a neighborhood. No, it's like commercial, right? It's like there okay there is an association uh, with like it being like a downtown area but there's a reason for that so so avenues and streets run perpendicular to each other and typically uh streets are north south and avenues are east west oh you know what i learned that i didn't remember to just now when um the beach naples downtown mm -hmm. going towards the beach because mm -hmm. you have like first Street, Second Street, Third, and then you have First Avenue, Second Avenue, Third Avenue, and it's yeah, because yeah. of the coordinates. Yeah, and if you know these little basic rules, it makes life easier when you try to navigate somewhere. Um, all right, so or you what, just use GPS. Well, so I, I'm a big believer in like learning navigation. Right? Like, uh, like what about interstate and interstate? I tell people to turn by the McDonald's. Well, how about this one? These, with, <laughs> I mean, when you're coming to my house, you pass the Winn-Dixie. <laughs> did you know interstates, um, if it's uh, even versus odd, you know what the difference is? No. So an even interstate is east-west, whereas odd is oh, north-south. North yeah, like think of 75, 95, right to the north-south. Yeah, yeah. Like Route that. 80 goes from like New Jersey to California, east-west. Yeah. Oh, that's why you got you get on highway or route route what, route route six. So yeah, that route six would be east west. East west. Yeah. I don't know where that Not, is. But. Oh, is it sixty six? It's route sixty six. Well, that would also be east west. <laughs> it's it's the Orwin. Orwin's talking at this point in time. Gotcha. Okay, last one. So, what's a boulevard? A boulevard is what I want to live on. Boulevard's a it's a district of uh, bars and restaurants, like commercial or no? No. 
Okay. The boulevard right. tends to be like a wider street. Uh, and then it's usually defined by a, having a median, right? It's like a Golden Gate Boulevard. But yeah. there's a, lot, a lot of boulevards have to be like downtown, like Hollywood Boulevard. That's so, what I was about to say. That's why I was like, oh, that's why I want to live there because I was okay, thinking so, about stuff like that. Yeah. It's like kind of more commercial area. Not necessarily, though. What he's uh, saying is just this is the widest street and there's yeah, there's so, a median. So a lot, you know, Naples usually, could have a boulevard. Yeah, because Naples likes to make everything pretty, which is awesome. But a lot of places yes. are like downtown. They have that big wide street. They're like, let's make it pretty because it's our downtown down area. They throw in a median. They put shrubbery up, so it's associated with you know a little bit of luxury. Ah uh, yes. Oh well, I'm done with these questions. I don't know shit about streets <laughs> <laughs> or boulevards or driveways. <laughs> what was the <laughs> well, I'm excited that we have a new segment coming in. I know. Happy hour. So I'll come up with the first cool happy hour for next week. And then Chris, you need to come out the week after that and we'll just rotate. Okay. So let's, uh, let's wrap this guy up. Uh, so remember if your joints pop, don't worry about it. It's probably not a big, big deal. If it hurts. Okay. Yeah. Maybe modify, but popping joints are a normal occurrence. And I'm sad to report our special guest is missing in action, so he can't say goodbye. He left me to go take the dogs out to go um, potty. So <laughs> well, I'm very happy. It was a pleasure to have Mike on. He's always a fun character. And we'll, we'll be sure to have him back. So this is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. And this is Poppin' Bottles. See you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>